Hello everybody, this is Ian Plamper with De Bear's Den Podcast. I'm here with episode 4, and this is the very first weekly update we are releasing. So this is how you know what's going on with the team, how we're doing, uh, are we ahead of schedule, behind of schedule, and what our ideas about the competition are. We started out on Saturday the 5th. And this was obviously a kickoff day, and we sat down and we watched the live stream as a team, and we invited in all sorts of family members, which was covered in the last episode. So we discussed the game, and we dissected the rules, and we split off into various groups to discuss different ideas, and we came up with some that were quite elaborate, while others were mostly simplistic, and we, we did a general discussion about these different ideas and which ones would actually be physically possible and which ones would uh, meet the requirements and would be good to actually use. And our team tries to follow the KISS method, which is keep it simple, stupid. And this helps us keep the bot as simple as possible, which will help us with the time frame and when things get complicated, more, more things can go wrong, you know. The more moving components, the more things that could break. And this brought us into Monday the 7th, which was our next meeting. And we had uh, more planning and drafting, and we discussed ideas. And we decided that, our, that we must get the rocket. And it had to happen. And so to do that, we decided on a cascading elevator with a rack and pinion system. So a rack and pinion system, what that is, is there's a gear rack and a gear at the end, uh, driven by motor at the top of the elevator, and that gear will spin and move the rack up uh, very, very quickly. And it's quick, it's really simple to do, there's no not many moving parts or strings running around. We are planning to put a coil spring or a constant force spring. Uh, it looks like a coil uh, at the top of the elevator and attach it to the bottom of the second stage, which will uh, reduce some of the weight of the elevator and the downward force of it. So that will help us lift it easier without burning out the motors and destroying the gearboxes. After that, we drafted up several pickup mechanisms for the ball and the hatch cover. The first one was a set of claws slash pincers with Velcro uh, to grab the ball with Velcro on the bottom so the pincers could rotate up and then we'd be able to drive forward to the uh, hatch cover pickup and press against it and that will grab the, the hook and loop tape around it and we'd be able to bring the ball away and we'd also be able to pick up from the ground by just rotating our claw and pincers 90 degrees. The next idea was similar, and it was basically the same as the pincers, but instead of pincers, the, there was a set of rollers or a belt that would run along it, or wheels, and it would suck it in while the pincers closed. And the Velcro was in the exact same spot, and it rotated up and all that. The last idea, the third idea, was a set of rollers that would suck the ball in, and then above that would be a passive Velcro system, which would literally consist of two bars of Velcro, a 
and it would it would go up and it'd hook onto the hook and loop tape on the station and whenever we wanted to eject it we'd shoot off three pistons on a plate that would push it off and on to where we wanted it to be uh the advantage of this the reason why we went with this was uh the set of rollers were uh this was really easy to do it was quick to do uh and the set of rollers are actually around 20 inches and that will allow for driver the driver to he wouldn't have to be as precise in trying to pick up the ball and that really helps with speed the eighth which was a tuesday uh we made prototypes for these various pickup mechanisms and that stretched into Wednesday, which is where we decided the set of rollers and the passive Velcro with piston eject was the best idea. We, uh, that would, of course, be attached to the elevator, and that would go up with the second stage in a carriage. Um, also, another advantage of the rack and pinion cascade elevator was for every inch that the, the second stage went up, the carriage, which would contain the ball pickup mechanism, and the, the Velcro and pistons would travel two inches, so it would actually make that twice as fast. We also discussed the ability to pick up from the ground and to avoid rotating that entire carriage to be able to go 90 degrees and have more moving parts. We decided to put another mechanism on the back, which would consist of either a motor or piston to lower an arm down onto the ground and just pick up the hatch cover from the ground with the with more velcro and then have a piston or two to pop it off and it automatically go to the height that we want it that way we don't have to raise it on the elevator and this would kind of be our last resort for picking up off the ground in case that many were dropped on wednesday we also discussed the pros and cons of the different drivetrains we could use and we settled on a drivetrain the options were swerve drive uh, traction wheels in the front and traction wheels in the back, traction in the back and omni wheels in the front, and mechanum. Swerve drive is very difficult to do. We've done it in past years, and it's just not logical for the time frame, although it is very cool and very fun to use. So we crossed that one off the list. Traction, traction, although it is extremely difficult to be pushed around, you have to break contact with the ground and uh, and the wheels in the front or the wheels in the back to be able to turn which is very difficult we've seen some teams do it and what they they'd have to do is they'd have to charge towards a wall and they'd hit the wall and then hope that it turned them to where they wanted to go and that's it's not very accurate or or a uh, decision we wanted to have we figured uh, with only one defender coming over at most we'd probably not be attacked, and if we were, I'd rather outmaneuver them than outpush them, because if we're pushing around with them, we're losing points. Then there's Traction Omni, which we usually do, which is the advantage of traction and not being able to push around while Omni wheels are in the front, and that gives you the maneuverability to move side to side. Omni wheels are wheels that can go to the left and the right, as in, like, they can be dragged across the ground. They have small little wheels, uh, around the wheel and they can go left and right fairly easily and then there's mechnum mechnum allows is the exact same as omni except a little larger and it allows the ability 
to not only travel forward, backwards, but also side to side without turning, so you'd be able to strafe. And that's extremely powerful on an open field like the one that uh, the one that we're going to be on. And you can move, like let's say a defender was coming at you dead on, they'd have to turn to follow you and you could just strafe left or right and get out of the way and just keep moving. And that's extremely powerful. So we decided to use Mechnum despite uh, our usual drivetrain being traction only. And that brings us into Thursday. Thursday we discussed uh, our climbing ideas. The first one was was kind of obvious, but extremely difficult to do, which is the reason why we uh, ruled it out. Uh, and that was a way to lower our already made drivetrain all the way down, as in like we'd have like a lift kit essentially, and then we'd get all the way up there, get our bumpers on that ledge of the 19 inch platform that we want to climb and then raise the front set of the wheels get up further on and then raise the back set and go all the way on we will probably see people do this i think it'd take a really long time to climb that way and that's why but i could be wrong uh some people will probably do it very quickly and uh the next was what we determined we called the bear hug method and that was we'd have a set of arms come down and grab the side of the platform, the 19-inch platform, hugging it, and then it would, it, we'd flip our robot up and on top of it so we'd be fully supported. Uh, we ruled this out due to the fact that we have an elevator and we'd basically be shoving our elevator down into the platform, and that's not a good idea. So we ruled that one out. The other one was using our elevator in some way to either prop and pull ourselves up there or have our elevator fold in and uh, on top of it and then flip ourselves up on using the elevator. And this, this seemed like too many things could go wrong. If our elevator broke, we'd be not able to score probably a match or two before we got it fixed, so we ruled that one out. Another way was us not actually climbing, which would be we put down a ramp, and that would either be a ramp at a 38 degree angle going all the way up the side of our bot and onto the top level, or two ramps coming down the side and we're sitting on the middle of the platform and it would send people up to the second step, the one that's worth six points. idea that we're leaning towards is not completely fleshed out, but we're still debating it, and it's a set of set screws that would lower a new set of wheels. And we'd be able to drive those new set of wheels forward, and that would be around the center of our bot. And then the friction from the bumper pressing against the, the platform would keep us from tipping. And we'd be able to slowly raise ourselves up before we get on top there, and then pull ourselves forward, and then bring that set of wheels back up. Now this uh, has also been in talk of doing a slightly different way, which is have our back pickup mechanism be long and tall enough that it can go to the 19-inch platform, hit it, push it down, and that would, that would jack up the back of our robot, and then have that set of wheels in the front of our robot and bring us up the rest of the way and 
drive us forward till our back wheels are on the platform and then we can pull backwards. Now there's still discussion, but we decided to move on from these ideas and let them sit and stir a while and, uh, and hopefully add them into our, well, we will add one of them into our, our robot eventually and it's probably going to be the one with the set screws, either the new set of wheels uh, and the friction or the new set of wheels and the combination with the back mechanism. Uh, that brought us into Saturday, which was our last build day for the seven-day period of week one. And that was the day we dished out and separated into different teams to do CADs as different parts and start getting our CAD for our robot put together. And we spent the whole, get, mostly the whole day either discussing dimensions or working on CAD, an attempt to get our CAD out of the way and move on to building the bot. And hopefully we're going to have the bot done by the end of week three, we're hoping to pass off to programming. And that was the week one for DeBears. And I'm not sure how this lines up with other team schedules, but in our case, this is very far ahead of what we usually are doing. Usually we're still drafting ideas for uh, a week and a half. And the fact that we were catting in seven days was pretty impressive, uh, at least to me and the history of the team. So I have high hopes for the season this year, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Once again, this was Ian Planper with... The Bear's Den. See you soon.